want to see you grow and mature in Christ. And we want to see you be all that God has called you to be. Now the Bible says that if a man desires a position of a bishop, he desires a good work. So according to the Bible, to desire a position of a bishop is not wrong. But it is desiring great work. And therefore, we want you to have this biblical desire that you desire not only to be a member, but you desire to fulfill your calling in God. And ultimately, you desire to be an overseer. Hallelujah. Because it is in, in, in our Christian walk with the Lord, we move from one step to the other step. We don't stay stagnant in one position. And I want us to read in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. Because there's an expectation that you must grow in the Lord. There is a demand placed upon you that you must grow in the things of God. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. So, according to the word of God, there is an expectation that you ought to grow. The Bible says, you are not supposed only to stay at a level where you feed of milk. But you need solid food. It says, after this time, you ought to have been teachers but you still need someone to teach you that tells us there's an expectation for you to grow spiritually that you are not supposed to be a baby feeding of milk only but by this time you are supposed to have grown spiritually and, and by this time you earth you ought to be feeding of solid food. So there is an expectation upon your life that you will not remain in the same position forever. But that you must grow spiritually. 
So these are two things that I'm taking from this verse. That spiritual stagnation is not allowed. And number two, that spiritual overtaking is allowed. So on the king's highway, spiritual stagnation is not allowed. But spiritual overtaking is allowed. So you are not allowed to remain in the same spiritual position forever. There must be growth in your life. Hallelujah. There must be growth in your life. There is an expectation that you must grow in your, in your spiritual work with Christ. Hallelujah. Psalms 119 verse 99. Verse 99. David says, I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimony are my meditation. So, We've said that spiritual stagnation is not allowed. But spiritual overtaking is allowed. And David writes in the psalm, he says, I have more understanding than my teachers. And he says, because I meditate on your testimonies. I meditate on your word. So, 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 when we meditate on the word of Almighty God, we are able to grow even beyond the standard of our teachers. Because you need to know this that the standard of maturity is becoming like Christ Himself. The standard of our maturity is not our pastors or our teachers. But we all want to become like Christ. He is the standard that we are trying to achieve. And, and David says, he says, I've got more understanding than my teachers. More understanding than my pastors. He says, because I meditate on the way. Now, Christian meditation differs from uh, Eastern meditation. Because in the East, when you meditate, you, you clear your, your, your minds, you make it empty. 
But in Christianity, when you meditate, you fill your mind with the word of God. You read the word of God. You study the word of God. You memorize the word of God. That's how you meditate on the word of God. And, and, and that's how we grow spiritually. And, and that's why David says, as we read, he says, I've got more understanding than my teachers. He says, because I meditate on the word of Almighty God. So therefore, spiritual stagnation is not allowed. But spiritual overtaking is allowed. Because there is an expectation upon our lives that we must grow in God and ultimately becomes like Christ. Hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 2. 1 Peter chapter 2 Verse 2. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the weight that you may grow thereby. Hallelujah. So there is a one ingredient that the Bible says that will help us to grow. And it is the word of God. And Peter encourages the church. He says, as newborn babes, desire the milk of the word. He says that you may grow thereby. It means you will not grow by any other thing but the word of God. I'm a person who likes to watch soccer and I like to watch news as well. But if I am to grow spiritually, I will only grow through the word of God. Kaiser Chiefs will not help me to grow spiritually. But it is the word of Almighty God that will help me to grow spiritually. Now if I invest 90 minutes of my life watching Kaiser Chiefs win 4-0, how much time do I invest in the word of Almighty God so that I can be able to grow spiritually? There's, there's a trend, there's what is called binge watching. Binge watching. I don't know if there's a word for binge. 
It means you can watch a whole season of a of a of a drama or a series. Maybe a season that played over four months. When you binge watch, means you can watch it from the morning until the evening. So you can watch a drama of three months in one day. One episode after the other. But if we are to grow spiritual, we need to do binge reading of the word of God. Read one chapter after the other. Because Peter encourages us. He says, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the way. That you may grow thereby. And the word of Almighty God is the only ingredient that is able to help us to grow in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me read Ephesians chapter 4. I just want to read something quickly for you. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 14. Okay, let, let's start at verse 13. It says, Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, other version says, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness, and deceitful, and deceitful plotting. Ritle ribe rifinye lebo shebungwing batumelo lebatsebo yamora wamudimo ribe rifinye rifisha lebo hulu bamo naya pete hilei litika nyoyabu yemo bo pete hilemba kreste huri risicholeri babana ba jalo kama huhudi ba fefule lwang ba fef there are two things that I want to share with you from this portion of scripture. In, in, in verse 3 it says we must come to, to a level of a perfect man or to maturity. And then it describes what maturity is. Or it describes the standard of maturity. It says it is the the, the fullness of Christ. Or the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So, Jesus Christ is our standard of maturity. Hallelujah. So, 
there is an expectation upon our lives that we should grow spiritually and the standard of our spiritual growth is our Lord Jesus Christ. So if our pastors fall, we cannot say if pastors cannot live right, we also will not live right. Because they are not the standard of our maturity. But our Lord Jesus Christ is the standard of our maturity. So our goal is not to be like our pastors. But our goal is to be like our Lord Jesus Christ. Now here is a danger of not growing spiritually. The Bible says, it says we should no longer be children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. If you don't grow spiritually, you are going to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. That means somebody will come here and says you must eat a red and then you are going to eat it because you have not grown spiritually. Somebody will come with doom and they will spray you and you will allow yourself to be sprayed because you have chosen to remain a child vulnerable to every wind of doctrine. So it is very important that you take your spiritual growth very seriously because you will be the victim of your lack of growth. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verses 13 to 18 We can only grow spiritually by the word of God. By investing time in the word of God. Chapter 3, 2 Corinthians, verse 13 to 18. The Bible says, Unlike Moses who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But, the minds, but their minds were blinded, for until this day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament. Because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in the mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. Imba di chela lotsa bona di ne di tata di tata feti hubani 
le jwale ha ho balwa ditaba tsa selekane sa gale lona le sigaleo le fediswang ke Kristi le santsele le teng ha le soka le tlhuswa impa le kajeno ya bokajeno ha ho balwa ditaba tsa moshe le sira le santsele siretse dipelo tsa bona impa mohla di ka sukulohelang ho morena le sira le tla tlhuswa me morena ke moya me mo moya wa morena o lenteng tukulho iteng jwale rona bohle ba tadimang siponeng ganya ya morena ka mahlo a senang le sira re fetuhi re fetohela setshwantshong se le seng le ya le ya le yena ka ganya e isang ganyeng e leng ka moya wa morena praise the lord this is an interesting portion of scripture. The, the right of Corinthians makes an example through Moses. That at a certain time, Moses' face was shining with the glory of God. But, but Moses put a veil on his face. And he says, in the same way, when the nation or when Israel read the word of God, or as, as in verse 14 says, when they read the Old Testament, they read with a veil on their face. And he says, that veil is taken only away in Christ. And he says, in, in verse 15 says, even this day when Moses is read, a veil lies in their hearts. When, when the writer here says when Moses is read, he's referring to the book that Moses read, the first five books of the Bible. And he says when they read, the, the veil is still in their heart. But then he says the veil is taken away when they turn to Christ. And then he says, even us when we read the word of God, those who have who have who are in Christ, we read with faces that do not have the veil. Because in Christ the veil is taken away. And then here is what is important. This is the purpose of the word of God. Or oh, this is what happens when you read the word of God. He says, in, in verse 18, he says, We all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the same image. And then the last part he says, uh, We are being transformed into the same image. So, 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 he, so, remember, context is the word of God. So, when, when, when he uses the word mirror, he uses it 
as an example to the word of God. So he's saying when you read the word of God. It's like looking into a mirror. And then he says this is what happened. He says you are being transformed into the same image. So when you look into the word of God. The Bible says the other name of our Lord Jesus Christ is the word of God. You find that in the book of Revelation. It says his, way, his name is the word of God. It's like you are looking into a mirror. And you see Jesus in the mirror. And the Bible says you are being transformed into the same image. Because the Lord Jesus Christ says in the book of Hebrews. He says, it is written of me in the volume of your books. So the word of God reveals our Lord Jesus Christ. So whatever you are reading, Christ is revealed. And when you interact with the word of God, and you look into the mirror, you are being transformed into the same image. So when, when you look into the mirror, and the mirror says, love your neighbors, you love yourself. The purpose of the mirror of the word is to transform you into that image. Because the word wants to transform you into its own image. And in the book of Corinthians, it says when we look into this mirror, which is the mirror of the word, it says we are being transformed into the same image. So a time of reading the word of God or a time of the preaching of the word of God or a time of the teaching of the word of God it's a time of transformation that we must be changed into the image of the word of God. And I want to read in Genesis chapter 1 Verses 26 and 27. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 27. Here we find the original purpose or intention of God. The Bible says, Then God said, Let us make men in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Mudimu wantori. Ari etemutu. Kasi tswanso saruna leka huswana haruna. Me abu seri kapi zalowate. Let's say Ruran Tama Hodimu. Lima Homung Lele Fatsiloshi. Lidi Hahabi Toshet Hahaban Le Fatin. Yaba Mudimu Yetza Mutu Kasiswanso Saona. Wa eta Wamu eta Kasiswanso Samudimu. Waba eta ili emutuna li emutihadi. 
God's purpose about men has never changed. When God created men, his plan about men was that men must be in his image. And, and we read, God says, let us make men in our own image. And God's purpose has never changed. But we read in Romans 3 verse 23. It says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So when mankind sinned against God, men did not only lose fellowship with God, but he lost the image of God. Because man was no longer reflecting God. When man is in sin, that is not a reflection of God. When man is not doing the right things, that is not an image of God. That shows that man has fallen from the glory of God. But through the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ, God put in plan our salvation and restoration. So that what we lost in the Garden of Eden can be restored when we come back to Christ. And one of the things that needs to be restored is for us to be in the image of God. Because God has never changed his mind about men. He wants men to be in the image of God. Or men to be in the image of Christ. Now the Bible says, when we read in the word of God, that is looking into the mirror of God, we are being transformed into the same image of God. And in that way, Christ is fully formed in us. And in that way, the original purpose of man is, is restored. Because the word changes us into the image of God. James chapter 1 verse 22 to 25 I'll be wrapping up in the next 10 minutes. When I read it James chapter 1, verse 22 to 25. When I read the verse that we started with, you must know that I'm closing. James chapter 1, verse 22, the Bible says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. He observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of a man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, 
and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. Lebeba eti balenzi esimba uti fela baitetang. Hobane mutu haile muuti ya walenzi esimu eti walona. Ujalo kamutu ya iponansi iponin soboti yao atwetin kayona. Ire hobane aipone. Uye atuhi alebale hang hurikimutu ya shwang. Impayashe bisisango laongo petehile ilin watukuluho. Me at Isset at Ting, Isimutia, ya hakwang, Impa ilimueti, ya seretang, Mutio, Utaba Lili Shahonolo, who eating Hahai. Praise the Lord. Amen. James encourages us. Jacobo Uari Hotat, he says, Be doers of the word. Uri Ibamba Tibalint, and not hearers only. Isimba Utrife. So it is not enough. To be preached on. But you must go a step further. And be a doer. It's not enough. To read the word. You must go a step further. And be a doer. Not only a reader. But a doer. He says if you are a hearer only. You deceive yourself. So we don't have to bring you a false prophet to come and deceive you. No, you deceive yourself. You are your own false prophet because you are, you are a hearer and not a doer. You are a listener and not a doer. He says, be a doer of the way. And, and not a hearer only. He says, if you are a hearer only, he says, you are like a man who looks himself into a mirror and forget what manner of a man he was. Because a mirror reveals who you are. So when you look into the mirror, the mirror says, be holy because I'm holy. The mirror says, you were created in the image of God. The mirror says, goodness and mercy will follow you. The mirror says, you are seated in Christ Jesus in heavenly places. The mirror says, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So when you look into the mirror, it tells you what manner of a man you are. But if you are not a doer of the word, and you are a hearer only, the Bible says you deceive yourself, and you forget what manner of a man you are. Because the mirror revealed you. But when you walked away, you forgot what manner of a man you are. Hallelujah. Amen. So James brings this encouragement. He says, if you look into the mirror and you are not a doer, he says in verse 24, you observe yourself but immediately you forget what kind of a man you are. But he says, if you look into the perfect law of liberty, 
and you continue in it. He says, be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. He says, you will be blessed in what you do. I, I don't know about you but I want to be blessed in whatever I do I want to be blessed going in blessed going out I want to see the blessing of the Lord upon me I don't want to only hear that my car is coming no, no, I want to be blessed according to the word of God and the Bible says for you to be blessed. It says you must be a doer of the way and not a forgetful hearer. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 4. Verse 12 to 15. This is the second last scripture that we are going to read. And then we will close. Second, first Timothy chapter four. Verse twelve. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Verse 15, meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Hosikehai Chocomela tabateu, me ube ube hutsona, hutsela pili, ha hao, hunne hu, lemu weki bohi. So, when we started, we, we started in Timothy, chapter 3, verse 1, which, which says, when you desire a position of a, of a, of a bishop, you are desiring great work. And then we said, that as a child of God, you are expected to grow spiritually. And, 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 and there is an expectation upon your life that you will not remain stagnant in one position. But that you ought to grow spiritually. And, 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 and I said specifically, 
that as a church we want to raise leaders and ministers and we want to see you fulfilling your purpose in God. Now this is what Paul says to Timothy and there are three things that I want to share with you as we come as, as, as we are going to close and three things that we want to see in a bishop in the life of the church. The, the kind of a leader that we want. And the kind of a leader that we want you to be. Number one. He says, he says to Timothy, he says, be an example to the believers. We want leaders who are exemplary. We don't want people who say, do what I preach, not what I say. But we want people who are exemplary. Paul says to the church, he says, follow me as I follow Christ. We want leaders who follow us as we follow Christ. So we want leaders who are followers of Christ. We want leaders who are exemplary. And then Paul says to Timothy, he says, be an example to the church, to the believers. He says in your word, in your conduct, in your love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. And I'm, I'm just reading the word of God. I'm not being personal. I'm just reading the word of God. He says be an example in purity. So, number one, because we're going to close in the next two minutes, because the church finishes at 11. It says, we want leaders who are exemplary. Oh, at 10. <laughs> not at 11, at 10. And it's about 5 to. Be an example. Number two, he says, give attention to the reading of the word. And here I want to talk about our devotional discipline. That, that we need to spend time reading the word and in prayer. Because that's how we grow spiritually. When we are connected with God. So our time of reading the word. our time of prayer. It's very important. We don't want leaders who only read the Bible in church. But we need to spend time with God. Meditating on the word of God thinking about the word of God studying the word of God listening to the word of God because that's how we grow and then thirdly Paul talks about your gifting in God 
In verse 14, he says, Don't neglect your gift. Do, do not neglect your gift. You serve God through your gifting. And you find, in Romans chapter 12, you find you find gifts in Romans chapter 12 in Ephesians 4 you also find spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 you also find spiritual gifts so do not neglect your gift whether it is administration whether it is teaching the way whether it is prophecy whether it is healing but serve God according to your gift Amen. Amen. And then he says, lastly, he says, meditate on these things. The three things that I've, I've, I've told you about. That you must be exemplary. That don't neglect your gifts. Don't neglect the reading of the way. He says, think on these things. He says, give yourself entirely to them. He says, so that your progress may be evident to all. Spiritual growth is not a secret. Your progress must be evident to all. Hallelujah. He says, meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them. So that your progress may be evident to all. And that's where we are going to close it. So if you desire a position of you are desiring great work. And as a church, we want to help you to reach your full potential in God. Let's give God hands of praise.